ladies and gentlemen and non-binary and people who are changing their identity day by day to who they want to be. This is the show that will take you to bliss. Or a briss. Or away from a briss if you think circumcision's wrong. My name is Nick Flanagan, and you are listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm here to tell you all about all of the things that are going on in my life and yours. I'm feeling strong tonight. I'm drinking my ginger energy tea, ginger and elderflower. I'm staring at a very dusty lamp. Frankly, I'm live streaming this episode, so I'm working live here. I'm listening to elf music. This is the music for elves. I googled royalty-free music for elves and this came up. What's up, friends? How are you? How are you feeling tonight? Have you been playing Fortnite? Are you done with Fortnite? Are you on to Call of Duty? Have you moved on to Red Dead Redemption? Did you never play Fortnite? I've been playing Fortnite, but that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, this is a podcast where I talk a bit about mental health. I talk a bit about pop culture. I talk to my friends sometimes. I answer. I tell you. I answer listener mail. I I talk to my friends sometime. That was what I just said. I stand by it. I do talk to my friends sometime. And I talk about movies, music, and I'll answer listener mail about any topic. And then I'll talk about my day to day. So now that you know that, if you've been listening for a long time, thank you. If you've been listening for a short time, thank you. If this is your first time listening, thank you. If you enjoy the podcast, tell a friend. I'm not going to tell you to rate and review on iTunes and stuff because that's apparently part of the Twitter bingo meme that's been going around. So I'm not going to tell you that. But tell a friend if you like it. Spread the word in an unorthodox way. Pretty good day for me today. Woke up, lots of sleep. Didn't know it was going to be a good day. I felt worried and scared. I said, my God, will I ever be a consistent person? Will I ever be able to deliver consistently as I really want to? That's all I want to do is be a consistent person. And sometimes it feels like that's just not something that can happen for a boy like me. So I was worried and I was downcast, browbeaten, stressed. And then the day continued. I went to a wonderful cathedral called St. James Cathedral, 200-year-old cathedral in Toronto, a den of peace. I don't care what your denomination is. Sometimes you go into a holy place and you say, The hopes and the dreams and the grace of millions of people are part of this. And you're a bit floored. And I sat there in this pew and um, the good and the bad, life and death, 
love, no hate. They just coursed through me, and I felt like I came to some kind of, an, uh, not an epiphany, uh, but a feeling of, of peace, and it was through pain. But it was all in like the snap of a finger. St. James Cathedral is capable of this kind of thing. I have my phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't know why the thing goes. Anyway. And then I walked around the east end of this nice city on a beautiful day. Went to the market, St. Lawrence Market. Take advantage of it. As someone who didn't live in Toronto for some time and now is back, I'm just not interested in the smack talking people do. So anyway, I'm here to talk about that sadness and just the importance of trying to move through it if you can and just getting up going somewhere does not definitely it definitely does not have to be a place of worship but going somewhere being amongst people trying to get a kiss on the cheek but not in a gross way you know what I'm saying like willing a kiss on the cheek to occur to you these are the things that will save us in life so yeah what can I say we fight the darkness sometimes the darkness wins seemingly but you know what within that darkness there's a light baby so have a smoke I haven't seen what I, I watched Thor Ragnarok yesterday Thor Ragnarok's an interesting little uh, slice of cinema. I had high hopes. And those hopes were dashed. I was really like, ah, this is cool. It's a cartoon, kind of, with live-action people. I don't love how everyone is being sarcastic all the time. And basically talking like they're on Big Bang Theory or, you know, something like that. Like some freaking sitcom. But that's Marvel. That's how Marvel's been since the Iron Man came to the scene. And then the movie just, it was going well. And then it had this whole thing where, like, the Incredible Hulk and is, is just, like, talking to Thor. It just, there's this whole long period of the Incredible Hulk and Thor being roommates or something. And it was just really bad. And it, the movie's, like, two and a half hours. But I like the aesthetic. I think if you can handle watching a half-animated movie, Song of the South, but with superheroes, you'll like it. Song of the South. What a reference. Look it up. A fairly unavailable Disney film for a good reason. My voice feels a little scratchy today. It always probably sounds scratchy to y'all. For me, I'm feeling it. Yeah, so that was Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is good. All the actors are always good in these things. Although Mark Ruffalo seems... I love Mark Ruffalo, but man... Maybe retire from acting. <laughs> take a sabbatical. Take a break. But you can't when you've signed these Marvel deals. You know, they're like, you're the Incredible Hulk till we see you're not the Incredible Hulk. And he's like, please let me off the Hulk train. I'm 62 years old. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. You gotta keep being the Hulk, Mark. He's like, I don't know. I don't really want to be the Hulk anymore. And they're like, 
he's got to be the Hulk. He's like, what if I freak out online about Trump every day? Will that maybe... No, we'll, we'll make you more the Hulk then. Hulk, well, I don't know. I'm just going to keep being Hulk then. You know. Ruffalo. Did you guys like my Mark Ruffalo impression? Please email weeklypodcast at gmail.com with comments or questions. W-E-A-K-L-Y. So, another thing I did was I listened to the new Vince Staples album, which is called FM, with an exclamation mark. Vince Staples is, for those not in the know, a California rapper out of Long Beach who came up with fellow Californian, Californian crew, Odd Future. He, he was, he didn't know them until, uh, they got famous and he started doing demos and stuff, but he was pretty closely affiliated with Odd Future and Mac Miller, who I guess eventually moved to LA and a bunch of really cool rappers. And Vince, uh, Staples has been an exciting young rapper in my mind and opinion for seven years now. Pretty long time. I think he really blew up when he, he was on the Earl sweatshirt song Hive. He had just had such a killer verse on that that was so different than Earl but also good. Then he did the Shine Cold Chain mixtapes, a few other mixtapes, some albums. This is now his new album. 11 songs it's totally good you should check it out I was given it to review so if you look up now magazine nowtoronto.com I think I've got my review of Vince Staples up somewhere there and and what can I say you should check out FM he brings it and I'm not crazy about all the new rap these days not to sound like a hundred year old man I know I look like one but um, I like it I like J-Rock Kendrick it's all fun but it's people like Earl and Vince Staples who, um, and even ASAP Ferg, you know, they have that youthful feel, even though a lot of people are young, but they have this feel like, I can't really explain it. They have an inner strength and a playfulness, even though someone like Earl is sort of depressing sounding, it's still, there's a playfulness and I just, that's my stuff. Intelligent, kind of not like, like inherently intelligent it's not really trying to pound you over the head with soulfulness or intelligence it's just natural to these guys and um i think that's just the the sound of hip-hop to me because new york and la hip-hop before especially new york hip-hop though was almost at its heyday it just was effortlessly complex and referencing so many things so it's great to see that on the west coast um and, and I think it, it, it's really cool. The elections happened. The primaries are still happening. People lost. Beto O'Rourke lost. Looks like Andrew Gillum in Florida lost. These are Democrats. Looking like maybe the Democrats will get the House back. Won't get the Senate. What do you guys think of that? What do you think of all that? I know I'm Canadian and I have a lot of Canadians listening to this, but I have Americans too and I have people all over the world and it was really interesting. I think everyone is pretty, doesn't know what to do. (laughs) It's really sad, this election cycle, because I think everybody knows you shouldn't make a big thing about, somehow you shouldn't make a big thing about Trump, you should make it about yourself, but everyone's thinking about Trump 
so when you make it about yourself, it's hard to kind of rail unless it's against Trump or, uh, you know, all the Republican candidates are running basically as surrogate Trumps. I mean, I'm being very simplistic there, but a lot of them are. I just don't think that's going to work. No one's excited. Uh, the Democrats are so split. They have like a centrist thing. They have the sort of pseudo-Republican thing. And then they have this progressive wing. The young ones, the younger ones, some of the younger ones, are really, by American standards, far left. By a lot of other countries, not. And that really splits the party up, and I splits. I think it splits the image of the party up. And I think that it's like those guys are soldiers for a future in America. Soldiers, whatever political soldiers. They have much easier life than actual soldiers. Uh, but it might take a really long time. Because what you're seeing, and even what you saw with Trump, is just like this complete rejection of both progressive politics and business as usual Democrats. So where do you even find the middle ground? I think what you need to do is you really need to let Trump make some mistakes. You know, I did an uh, episode earlier where... Uh, I talked about Jordan Peterson alienating some level of his fan base because of um, certain things he said. And really, you just have to lead Trump into alienating his fan base. How that is doable from someone who's such a populist, I don't know. I'm just a guy in a bedroom. Uh, but I, I really think it's only through sc him screwing up his, his base that you will win anyone else over uh win anyone to the other side because as much as people want student loan uh, amnesty as much as people want medicare medicare for all they're just not going to find it feasible they just haven't had it in their lifetime so why would they think it was feasible unless you can offer a plan that makes sense to them anyway this is just political stuff. I mean, I'm just saying it seemed like everyone I knew in America was really trying to make something happen for this these midterms. And good things did happen. But the margins remain small and slightly weighted towards the other side. So how do you deal with it? Well, what you could do to deal with it somehow convince them, the people that are in the small minor majority, that it's in everyone's best interest to come to some sort of agreement. I don't know why an issue like school shootings would become even divisive, if only because people think somehow you're trying to take away their guns. But if there's, and you don't have metal detectors at the school, find some freaking way to get <laughs> the assault rifles taken away without it seeming like some sort of uh, 
big plot to take away people's guns, which is, I don't know why Americans are worried about this. Americans are full-on stoked to fight their government. Isn't that a weird thing? I couldn't imagine fighting my government in Canada. They'd beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Two Canadian <laughs> ministers in the newly elected Ontario uh, Conservative Party had to resign because of sexual harassment within like a month of the election. Cool people. Cool people. Anyway, I'm, I'm just trying to say you got to find a way to let this Trump guy beat himself off in our faces. And we got to like it. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I really didn't try to take it to that thing, that place. I was saying we got to, you know, you want to get rid of this guy. Yeah. You got to pay him to leave. So if we pool our all our resources, get 10 billion dollars, give it to Trump. He's not going to want to be president anymore. So, I've set up a GoFundMe. And uh we donate the money, we raise 10 billion dollars, we give it to Trump, he's out. What do you think of that? I'm done. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Nick Flan Weekly on Twitter. Nick Flanagan Weekly on Instagram. I deleted my Instagram from my phone today. I'm done with it for a while, but I'll post some updates here and there. Please love me. <laughs>